this walk, but I don't ever panic. Soon yeah, I'm gonna ball to see me around this planet. Brain full of thoughts, but some thoughts don't panic. Now I'm stuck up in my mind. Welcome to another episode of the Real Talk Podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody. We are on tour today. Uh, my second podcast recording of the day. Uh, the previous episode was with my guy, Guy Oberg, representing Austin, Texas. He's the founder of Austin Compass. And today, I am delighted to have one of my favorite past guests coming on for the second time, hailing from Santa Barbara, Montecito. This is Nick Svensson over here. You see two S's and O-N, and it's always Swedish. Uh, S-C-N, it's always Danish. Yeah. Really excited to have Nick back on the podcast. We first recorded back in November of 2019, Miami. which was episode number 12 <laughs> on the Real Talk podcast. Nick's been a licensed agent and real estate professional since 1996, so just to go back, uh, if you guys want to listen to his original story, go back to episode number 12. But yeah, 1996, that's, you know, Danielle was probably, what, you're probably, oh, fourth grade. Four years old. Not kindergarten. This is when, you know, brokers, you know, got on their horses in horse carriages and probably showed, like, their buyers around in horse carriages. Free wheel. Yeah, really, really back in the day. And, um, you know, but I, I do have to say, you know, Nick, Having visited his family, his home, he is the quintessential West Coast lifestyle broker. He's got clients that play for Green Day. He's, you know, next thing you know, he's diving for lobsters and surfing with his kids at sundown and uh, obviously just representing the, ge the general beauty of living in Santa Barbara Very much and uh, life itself. So, Nick, thanks for coming back on and how you been? You're doing great. Better now. Better now, huh? Yeah, Good. Bro, misses my brother right here. Good. Yeah, and I'm really excited that we get to catch up. You know, how's life been these days? It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's good. It's, yeah. it's a little hectic. It's we're also uh, we're also here by another uh, partner of Nick's business partner, Melissa. Hello. Melissa Birch, say hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> On the spot. Very stiff. Very stiff. Hello, everybody. Sounds like me. Very stiff. I didn't know what it was going to be cold on. Very I'm stiff. Just, you know, but it's all good. You know, I'm this just is just a conversation. The all better right. half. So, so, so you, how was your flight to Austin? Was good through Phoenix to here. Yeah, slept well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. What do you What do you hope to accomplish in the next couple of days? Catch up with old friends. Obviously, network. Yeah. Get repumped. Okay. Reset. You know. Realign. It's kind of nice. You okay. know, this business just grinds. You know. It does. So it's good to just to just to all let loose a little bit and know that we're all going through the same thing. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, that's true. As far as our last retreat, the last time we saw each other was in 2019, I believe. Was that it? Was yeah. it Miami? Oh no. I missed, it Nashville's was, yeah. the only one I've missed. Nashville's the only one you missed, and that was three years ago, I believe. Yeah, and then, and then the one before that was Washington, D.C. Which, LA. That was LA. Oh, we did LA. LA, we that's did right. SF. That was that was actually one of my favorites because we get to see your family. Aspen was the kicker. That's where I met you. Well, that's where we met. Yeah, Aspen. Was, it was a, that was a special town too. Just special yeah. people. Also, one of the smallest retreats. That was Compass is now about twenty five thousand brokers. I believe this event sold out at about twenty four hundred brokers. So about ten percent of the agents are here. But if you circle back to Aspen, that was only maybe what hundred of us, not even. And what do you number? What's your number? How I was number two. In uh, Compass Brokers, yes. What was it? Compass Urban Compass. Urban Compass, that's right. I think I was like five fifty or something. Yeah, but you were also the founder of Santa Barbara, so in Santa Barbara, you're number one. Yeah. Give or take, I'll take. Uh, Melissa, how are you doing? Doing great. Is your is your uh, how was your flight here? 
Well, I don't sleep on the plane, so I watched uh, Drunk History for about uh -huh. two and a half hours, which was really interesting. Comedy Central, I stopped watching that. Wow, it's is it good? so good. Yeah. She looked at me, same thing. And, uh, yeah, Nick took my <laughs> sleeping pillow and was a row away and crashed. Just what, crashed. So what, what are you, how do you deal with Nick Swenson? How, do, how does that dynamic work? I think we complement each other really well. Nick uh, is always ready to go and loves meeting with people, and I do too, so... It's, it works out well, huh? Yeah. Every way, every time we're out, we're always having great connections and uh, putting people together and just having yin a good time. Okay. Yeah, good. Yin, yin and yang. Everybody needs a yin and yang. Okay. Danielle is my yin yang as well, so it works out well. Right, Danielle? <laughs> yep. Okay. So we're going to do a <laughs> section called One Word Answers. We're going to do we're gonna do two minutes. We're just going to rapid fire. I'm going to give you ten words, all can right? Can you two? Maybe two. Just give you. You can answer it in one or two words. Maybe three if you want. Okay, cool. If you really want. Okay, so ready? This is. I, I, like, I like this section a lot because it's more about how quickly you can think on your feet. All right. One word answers. First word is COVID real estate 2020. Ambiguous. COVID real estate 2021. Ridiculous. <laughs> real estate reality. Ridiculous. Number three. Real estate reality te television. Cringe. You're such millennial. <laughs> Cringe. It's like what the TikTokers say. Okay. Rob Refkin. Part forward. Okay. Part forward. Towards, it's good though. Number five. Santa Barbara Real Estate. Nick Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> Vaccine mandates. Necessary evils. Okay. Bitcoin. Pyramid scheme. <laughs> Inflation. Biden. No. <laughs> buyers, buyers in 2021. Can't use anything. Uh, anything you want. Desperate. Zillow. Air sandwich. <laughs> Ori alone. Absolute legend. Sellers in 2021. Happy, greedy. Melissa. Yes. No. One word. Oh. No, 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 no. Amazing, Nick, Nick. awesome. Nick, Anchor. Anchor. Okay, good. Anchor. That's a that's solid. That's amazing. <laughs> family. Priority. Priority. There you go. And I know Nick is a family man. You were just visiting your brother in Sweden. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 How was that? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. But I'm looking at property out there. It's kind of fun to see how it works. Is is it uh is it just as expensive? Is it no much much oh in Stockholm and things but uh the cities a few of them are are you know like for like but um outside of that very um. Very cheap, arguably. Tell us about your family from Sweden. I mean, I know we discussed a little bit about it in the original episode 12, but... My uh, parents were born about... in Sweden. They're the, all, everyone's from there. My brother and I were born in Sweden. Yeah. And uh, I was there renewing my European Union passport. Because okay. part of the EU. Yeah. And basically, you know, mom and dad passed. And so everyone in my, of that lineage, they're all in Sweden still. Uh -huh. And so I speak Swedish fluently. That was my first language. Sure. And... Uh, my brother's there, my only brother, and it's just it's just legendary. It's beautiful. What slow. Is, well, your brother is is he a professional fisherman? I mean, he, I saw his garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he garage. does an auto body guy, but he does he makes he, okay. he makes fishing lures. Yeah, that's that right. are renowned. Looks it looks phenomenal. It's that's amazing. It's and and how how is it in general with just the work life balance out there? I know there's a big big 
revolution right now happening in America. There's not enough workers. There's not enough employees. There's not enough quality workers. People are overworked. People are underpaid. There's not one mask right now. So they never closed. So you get on out of the, out of the airport, not one mask. Is that not right? one closure? And was COVID bad that back there? Sister-in-law is happens to be a nurse on a COVID ward. Two hundred beds. Mm-hmm. Not one patient. Wow, interesting. So it's maybe. You know, the Vikings are just immune to certain They never things. closed. That's the argument. They closed colleges, high schools, because they figured they could adapt to Zoom lectures, education, if you will. Everything else stayed open. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they got hit a little here and there. What do you think it is? The vodka? Is it the rivers? Is it the <laughs> What it, what it is. Viking, Viking DNA? It's legendary blood. The cure <laughs> legendary COVID blood. is right there. <laughs> Because uh, when I get a vaccine, they draw my blood, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, what it really is, I think, is just a non-panic, a lot of respect, um, a lot of humility there. And so the high risk and that factors, they, they tended to kind of not go out. And then the people all got together and they had the ability financially still to make a living and then to help them. Yeah. And then also, arguably, a lot of that country is... They're not as social as we are, kind of, you know. So they have their three or four groups of friends. They don't, when you get outside of the cities, you just, there's not as much spreading around. Sure. It's more rural, if you will. Right. Okay. And I think that had a, had a play in it, and and they're just getting through it. Well, when you went to the, did you have? To, I mean, I was, I obviously, you probably had to mask up on the airplane on the way there. But mask. once you're there, the, the restaurants don't have any mandates no, or not nothing. Hotels no. didn't have any. Mandates. No, literally, out of the airport. Down in the subway to the Arlanda Express, it's taking to Stockholm. It's a train, goes back and forth. As soon as I got out of there, boom, not one mask. Not one mask, huh? They're looking at me funny. Because I forgot to have my mask on. <laughs> the mouth sauna. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. It seemed like, you know, Austin's another accidental city that, that benefited from COVID. A lot of these cities never really closed. Like Miami, Dallas, Austin. I mean, Atlanta. major hubs now, major tech hubs now, because they all moved here during COVID. It seems like the accidental benefactors of COVID are these satellite cities, and maybe Sweden not really closing down. Maybe there is a little bit of a benefactor there from the from the EU standpoint. Maybe a lot of people moved now. To now they're seeing it, but they were the stepchild. Everyone attacked them, you know, mm-hmm. and really wanted it. So they were just looking through the numbers they could trump. And well, uh, the Vikings attacked everybody first. So let's talk about because everything was ours. We were just making sure and getting it back. <laughs> <laughs> but in all fairness, their GDP and their growth is. Very solid right now. Mm-hmm. And, okay. um, what can and, you buy a single family home for there? Uh, well, as an example, I'm looking for something on a lake. Mm-hmm. But there's um, like a, a like two billion lakes in Sweden, right? I mean, if you look at the map, it's everything. just like a lake. Everything's yeah. a lake. Yeah, my, you know, my brother has like a quarter acre, just, you know, 1,400 square foot pad with a 1,000 square foot basement. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a block to the lake. Little town, like a little zone, I can walk down a couple bars. And, you you know, gotta send me some shots. photos of that later, so I can yeah, yeah. post it up on the. Uh, yeah, for sure. I get some photos, and yeah. uh, it's his pads worth probably three hundred grand. But on the flip mm-hmm. side, I can go buy something on the lake that I was looking at. I can drop maybe like five, six hundred grand and catch an acre on the water with fishing lines and like and, and a dock. What's a fishing line? Well, oh, you're allowed certain a, a certain amount out in front oh, of docks. Your, your dock home, but. Yeah, so you can, you know, basically, I'm not going to do nets or anything, but, you know, for crawfish. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. do a little crawfish, you know oh, what I mean? Okay. Traps and stuff. Cool. And I can have a wood shop, because that's my hobby. Yeah. And uh, Is this an outdoors uh, podcast? I think we're switching it up. Yeah. Uh-huh. I like it. I, with, with maybe Frank, we were talking about fantasy football. Now we're talking about fish and outdoors and fishing right rides. Rally. Yeah, this is all good. This is all good stuff. Yeah. So it's, it's, 
it's yeah, our money goes a long way there. I mean, right now with inflation, we're getting hit. Our dollars probably—I don't think it's been this week uh, since 1990. Mm-hmm. I'm mistaken. So, but still, you know, it's like a nine-to-one ratio. I think it's eight, eight seventy-five. One, oh. one crown, one dollar is worth eight point seven five crowns. Okay, okay, yeah, the, the, that's interesting. That the uh, the housing market there may also have been potentially benefited from COVID. They will. People, yeah. They actually will. I think more people are thriving. But right now, that you can't go there unless you can't go. you're a visiting family. Up. Got it. And uh, or working, and they did a more spy. And the U.S. Some countries can't. Okay. EU, they just float. Got it. Got it. Well, if you ever want to travel to Sweden, you know, you know, Nick is your guy to to hit up. Let's go. With all things Sweden, and maybe let's switch gears, and we're gonna do warm up questions just yeah, so that our fun. listeners can get reacquainted with you. Tell us about let's talk about Santa Barbara a little bit. You know, uh, what's your favorite beach activity in Santa Barbara? Uh, I surf. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did you do a lot of surf during, during surfing during COVID? Not not as much as I want to, but um, I don't know why. But because uh, I was grinding. Yeah, you're grinding. Yeah, you're busy. Yeah. But well, so are you a surfer too? No. 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 Paddleboarding. Paddleboard. Okay. Yeah. And boating. She and boating. sweeps. Boating. Yeah. She sweeps. Yeah. Yeah. No paddleboarding. It's cool. Yeah. Um. All right. So give me your. Uh, I'm gonna put in the show notes later. Yeah, but give me your go-to Santa Barbara restaurant. Joe's Cafe. Okay. Is that related to Joe's Crab or? Nope. Nope. It's Alma Mater. That's the one that's on the edge by the boat docks, right? No, that's the one on State Street that took oh. you guys to with the stiffest drinks oh, in yeah, town. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I have a shot glass on the wall. Yeah, all right. <laughs> uh, what's your go-to Santa Barbara bar or, or a bar establishment? Joe's Cafe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, hold on. Joe's Cafe. You know what? what can we, maybe we go Brophy's. Brophy's. They'll switch. Cocktail. Synonymous. What is that? Brophy's? Okay. Took you there. The clam bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you was there. Mm-hmm. That's Best fun. view, man. Beautiful clam bar. Right on the ocean. What about the other bar that you took us to that has the piano in the restroom and the piano in the front? I was there last night. That was fun. That, that's seven. 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 Yeah, that was a really fun bar. I peed right next to the piano last night. That's right. Yeah. I have a video of us using the restroom and Laner. Uh, playing the piano. Singing. You Singing. might have to throw that on there. I probably won't want to throw that on there. No, but there's no one naked if I remember correctly. <laughs> no, no, but it's probably not the most uh, publicly facing appropriate video. Fair. Let's put it that way. Fair. Okay. What makes Santa Barbara so good to live and work in? Uh, it's just most temperate climate on California. They call it the golden quadrangle in one area. It's mm-hmm. just, we really don't have any humidity. Yeah. And we don't have any bugs. Accordion systems for days, right? Doors bugs open. are great. I like no bugs. need everyone, no no crazy bugs, no mosquitoes. No mosquitoes. But no one, no one. Everyone pulls their screens off. Mm-hmm. It's one of our big kickers when we sell a property. A lot of times, we have to make sure and see. Out of town buyers are like, well, where are the screens? Everyone's like, they're in the attic. What's we don't uh, need them. Mm. Danielle, what do you think? You think you want to live there? I would love that. Okay. I don't like bugs. So. Yeah, you don't like bugs. And you like the beach. Yeah, so, yeah, so it looks cool. like I'm moving. <laughs> <laughs> it's also a closed resource. If no one realizes, I grew up hunting, you know, back country. So we have ocean, and this little nook of us, and behind us is all those Padres National Forests. Yeah. So people lump us with LA. When I got here, my tag said, uh, what did it say? It said Orange County. Orange County's not us. It's two and a half hours down. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then some people think they attach us to like SF. Oh, Santa Barbara, I love it. We have friends in San Jose. I'm like, that's like four hours. Yeah, we're like, we're a nook, mm-hmm. and we go rule. You know, between us and SF, you know, it's all that. I think it's like seventy percent of the produce in, in the nation is grown in that, awesome. in that strip. So we have this really cool old Western background, and then this really heavy, you know, marine community. We're one of the last working harbors. Pretty killer. What does that mean, working harbors? Like fishing, like fishing market? Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Saturday morning, you know, they're still working. All my buddies, a lot of my buddies grew up with there. 
They're on a boat. Urchins, like sea bass, halibut. Oh, wow. Uni. That's uni. Where that number one mm. uni. Love it, love That's what urchins are. Thank you. Sea urchin, cool. yeah, uni. Yeah, yeah. That, that's awesome. I'm speaking our, I'm speaking our sushi language. Yeah, no, we're, she was speaking Japanese there. Dude, he knows what an urchin is. Hello. <laughs> she, she was speaking Japanese. We went to sushi together. That's right. She speaks <laughs> Japanese too. Captain Obvious. <laughs> I get what about outside of Santa Barbara? What's your favorite city or town or state? And why? That's a good one. I love Cabo. Yeah? Um, yeah I love Mex. That's where uh, Ted Cruz escaped to during the uh, Texas uh, freeze. Yeah. Texas shutdown. Cabo. I love Mexico. I love... Also, my sister's getting married there, too. I love the culture. Cabo, yeah. That's the spot, huh? Well, there's all those little San Miguel de Allende. It's beautiful. It's a little spot. Uh -huh. Below Leon. It's killer. But that's mainland Mexico. Gotcha. Wait, what's, this, what's the name of the place again? San Miguel de San Miguel. Allende. Okay. All right, I'll have to look that up and put it Absolutely in stunning. Okay, good. In real estate, our industry, a lot of players. You got leaders, you got brokers, you got CEOs, CFOs, you got tech entrepreneurs, you have startup founders. I mean, yeah. you name it. A lot of people are in real estate now. Who is your role model in our field and why? Anyone who puts reputation before money. Okay, there you go. Do you have any anyone in particular or specific? You? Yeah, I mean, I still run a business, so money is important, but yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, we don't make money on this podcast, by the way. It is not my, sponsored yet. My partner. If anybody's asking. Your partner, Melissa? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those people I surround myself with, arguably, you know, um, our CEO, our CFO, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's where it came from. I think it was more, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, being genuine and ethical Mm -hmm. Forces you to be knowledgeable. Yeah, forces one guy that we could definitely say is is Refkin. Yeah, he's 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 humble, and he obviously could have hired a lot of agents that were maybe not good for the culture, but well, you know, good for the revenue. And he decided to not go that route. Yeah. And that was the, that was the initial motto. We, you know, when we first started the company. And that's one of the reasons I joined. Mm -hmm. You know, that's yeah. exactly one of the big reasons I joined. Tell me about the time when you were approached. I mean, did you talk? Numbers. What did you talk? Like, what was the what was the approach and why I was did you approached first by John and I was at Sotheby's for sixteen years. We had a new broker came into town and took over because my the, our manager. As quick as I get this, he he uh, he retired. Yeah. And the guy came up from L.A. and he was coming up every day commuting. He had like a map taped to the wall and, and there's, you just can't sell. You can't be a, a, a broker. Yeah. If you don't know it, and I and I didn't really feel it, and so John Nisbet, my my manager, he's an absolute. He's one of those reputable guys too. Yeah. Legend. We met, Legend. Uh, yeah. We met uh, at a restaurant in Carp because it's like kind of tucked away. Sure. He saw me meeting with him, and no one had left Sotheby's yet. And uh, as many words, the broker offended me. Yeah. Facet supported someone that wasn't ethical, and so I told him, I'm like, you know, it, I'm, I might just, you know, leave and got your office. Yeah. And uh, he sat down. And John said, here we go, I want to talk. I said, I don't want to hear about anything. I said, I just want to hear about you, what you do, what you believe in, family. And we started chatting, and it was, you know, it's like 5, 6 o'clock in the afternoon, so we had a beer. Ringtone, sorry. Yeah, so that was it. And I said, dude, I'm in. I shook his hand. Okay. I, sh I shook his hand, and then he said, well, what do you want? And I said, uh, just whatever it is, I'll sign. Good. Nice. That's it. That's, that's it. That's the beginning. Did, did you go hard on like I don't know equity or splits or marketing or no? You no. just gave it to me. I just signed it. Yeah. 
this is this is Nick. This is Nick in a nutshell, which is the one thing that I really like. So it was about. anyway, good split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good split. Cause that for my volume and everything. And yeah. uh and I got I got equity. I probably could have got more, sure. more marketing, and yeah, people yeah. after me ground for more, but then again, it's exactly what I go back to. It wasn't okay. about the equity or the money, it was it was the, the relationship we began. And if I grinded him on the way in, there'd be a little thing off. Yeah, it would be it would be a little we're yeah. all in. That's good, good. Okay, good to hear. Uh, I like that deep answer. Uh, we're gonna switch gears a little bit. We're still on warm up questions. Uh, give me a, give me an insult that someone ever said to you that you're proud of. Dude, you look mean. <laughs> <laughs> you look mean. You have, you have a uh, 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 what is it called? A R R B F. What is Resting that? bitch face. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe you do. There's no talks. Maybe 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 all the time all the time in that sun. Maybe it made your uh, made your look made your look a certain way. All the Western movies I watch. <laughs> What's that? I remember the holidays are coming up. Give me a, a favorite holiday movie. Oh, what is that one? The one with Mr. Heatmiser. Do you know? It was like claymation. I always yeah, love that like, one. Yeah, uh, the snowman. The snowman? Yeah, the abominable. The bottles. Abominable <laughs> snowman. So cute. I'm Mr. Heatmiser. I'm Mr. <laughs> Sun. But um, but um. I used to watch it all the time. <laughs> I don't know. Now I'm gonna. Uh, aside it from that, what's it? My Christmas story. The one with um. No, with homie, the James Jimmy Stewart. Okay. That Is was that Rudolph the Red Nosed That that might have been Rudolph. That seems to be Rudolph. Yeah. Okay, that seems. And to it be was obvious. funny as my client's daughter, like Jimmy Stewart's daughter, is one of my client, one of my clients. Oh wow, kind of cool. Cool, very cool. One final warm up question here. Now, a lot of entrepreneurs, brokers, they preach this. You know, what do you do in the morning when you wake up? What's the first thing? Do you have a morning specific routine that you follow? Yeah, you know, COVID threw us off a little bit. Yeah. A little coffee, always run it. A little bit, like, rip, I try to rip through quickly emails and texts, just, just brief. Okay. Always something, a loose end, you know. Uh, I try to turn my phone off at a certain time in the afternoon, so get those first. Sure. Triage, and then I go work out. Okay. Or something. And then I... What did you do for workout? You got the gym? You gym. Got the... And, you know, we're, we're, you know, gym, hike. Yeah, okay. Surf? Surf, yeah, hopefully more. It's just been so busy. Yeah, that's the goal. Mm-hmm. Okay, nice. That's awesome. Uh, let's pivot. We're now going to talk about just kind of general questions about what happened to you this year, what was happening last yeah. year, you know, what what are some of the trends that you're seeing maybe in real estate, maybe, maybe socially or personally as well. So let's go into that a little bit. So, you know, you're, you know, this year, fall, summer, what were some of the, learnings that you've learned this you know since kind of opening up from covid you know COVID was, vaccinations are up what what did you learn from a business standpoint maybe and also maybe touch base on the, like on a personal side too like uh, what did you true. learn did you learn about something yourself as well along with it yeah a lot you know, what happened what, what, what's, what's been going on yeah i remember when it first went down which is a couple years ago now i guess i can't believe it's gone that fast we a year just, and a half ago yeah and we were just holy cow no one's ever been Again, you know, little did we know it's the exact opposite. You know, sure. everyone came to us. Mm-hmm. Everyone, Who's everyone? Everyone from a big city. You're New Yorkers, us. Palo Alto, heavy Beverly Hills, LA. LA. We are just, we are just inundated. And um, not to sound negative, but to sound negative, we have a really large influx of new LA buyers, very high end. I think our zip code just jumped to like number five in the nation. Wow. Um, and with a different set of morals that we have and, and a newness that they don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to bluff them on there. I know so many good friends down there. But it's just, we, we, it's just been a change. 
and a little bit of tug of war, you know. Mm -hmm. And so locals are competing against LA buyers, Palo Alto buyers, for instance. That must be San Francisco very buyers. frustrating. They don't know how. Right? I live here, my kids go to school here, I grew up here, and wow. now I can't move because LA buyers, New York buyers. And they get lumped, and you know, and again, outside of the norm, it's not just, it's just the money. So we've got Chicago, you know, we have a direct, now Chicago direct flight, and we have direct to Dallas, you know, we have people from, you know, when the, when the snow melts, everyone hustles out too, you know, and they're coming out. Yeah. But basically, they were all running from where they were obviously not wanting to live, you know, we have a very romantic feel. Sure. And, Very. And they didn't have to live where they worked anymore. Mm -hmm. Which, uh, and so they came. Now I'm seeing, we're seeing a little change now where we're seeing some of these CEOs or owners of the company, whatever it is, they're, they're losing that, you know, continuity, mm -hmm. you know, of, of what we have here, the 3,000 here together, you know. Sure. When you put us together, oh, it just, it's, it's amazing. And they are losing that. And so they're pulling people back. Now. Yeah. And they're pulling them back, and the people are looking around, and they're going, okay, wait, you know, we don't want to go back, but our largest employer is UCSB, you know, mm. a college. It, it, there's, there is no niche. They can't make the money no inside way. a bar. No way. So we're seeing a little tug, a, a tug back. Okay. So a little less demand, give or take, from them. What we still have to go through are a lot of pent-up buyers. So small the market, so tight. Well, who wants to sell right now when they can't move into anything else? So it's kind of a log jam. We right? have the high end is just on fire, and mm -hmm. it's just absurd. And then a lot of the transfers, a lot of sales we see are deaths, mm, um, the state divorces, divorces. states, yeah, state yeah, sales, yeah, sure. A lot of it. And sure, uh, yeah, but it's, sure. it's it's a fun market to see, but there's no inventory. It's really hard to, to right now. It's really hard. And what are you doing when you compete? I mean, do you, do you have? Uh, when a seller wants to sell, I mean that's like gold probably in this market, especially for your neighborhood. Yeah, you, it's, what do you do to gain those, the gain the edge against? We don't the next lower our commission. Now? You don't lower your commission. Never. No, okay, so what do you do to beat that competition out? If everybody wants the listing, some people if the market's really good, they probably will say, you know what, I'll do it for three percent, four percent. Then they can have it. Mm -hmm. You start cutting your commission now, you're gonna start cutting it later. Sure. For the same reason, we don't give out thirty-five percent referral fees. Mm. We won't pay them. Mm -hmm. We want the referrals. So how do you beat out the competition? What do, what do you what do you say? What do you do? What is your tactic? What is oh, your... I have twenty. So we both grew up here. Well, listen, I went to high school. For you, you got you are the relationship. Yeah, the relationship, our reputation, and our and you know and our experience. I mean, I have twenty six years, whatever it is in it. And she's rocking twenty one or something. I mean, that's forty seven and two lifetimes of experience. Yeah, you know every little nook. You know, you're not buying a home. You're buying a lifestyle, and we're not selling a house; we're selling ourselves. Mm -hmm. sure. And that's all we can do, and that's it. You represent the salute, remember? That's right. Push them away, and I bring them in a little bit. You know, Nick is Nick is the mayor of his little town. You know, we're hanging out in his driveway, and every car that passes by will drive into his car and drive into his driveway and say hello. So it's you know, it's it's telling. Oh, there's man, not a lot of uh, there's there's a competition is I'm sure always there, but they're going up against Nick. Nick is not going to up going up against them. Is what I'm guessing. Give or take, yeah, but clearly, <laughs> clearly, volume-wise, there's plenty of agents that, that just you know just crush us. But we've chosen a goal of, of life and, and, and income. Sure. And and, uh, and so we're we're finally leaving that money on the table because you know we work for time. How Not important money. is is uh, social media marketing for you? It's uh, it's becoming more important. Yeah. I was kind of a non-believer. I know? mean, you, you post some good you know, content about your life, your kids, your hunting, yeah, you know, your outdoors. We have, a, we have, a, we have our own account. You, know, you have your real estate account. 
Right. And, and it will be posted. Like we we we're a little you know we're lapsed a little, and so we'll catch up to it. But it's business against business, right? And mm-hmm. so I put a little story on. I was at that. I was waiting to get here with the Uber, having a real quick snack across the street from the line, and I just met some really. Uh, cool women from Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw the so I just did a little video, right? I saw well, that. As soon as okay. I hit that, my buddy pings me on the phone and says, "Dude, are you in, are you in in uh, Austin?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, oh, I just flew my CEO out because he's a pilot. Because there's an air, there's an airline, there's an aviation convention with 1,500 people right now. Wow, down okay. there. Wow. And so, so he's like, "Dude, Jeez. you're here." I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Where are you?" I'm like, "I'm sitting here." He goes, "I'm in a minute. I'm walking toward you right now." Sat down and had a drink with him. That's amazing. Yeah, That's amazing. Cool. That's great. Isn't that killer? And so he's flying. He moved to Florida. He's flying a jet. His girlfriend just got a real estate license. Okay. She's in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. I'm going to talk to someone out there. Maybe we can get her on a compass team. Sure. Maybe maybe Megan Probst is always... All because of the story. She's our Fort Lauderdale girl, so yeah. All because of the story. There you go. Isn't that killer? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Social media is that important for... as As an extension to your business. I... Well, I do want to emphasize, maybe a lot of people have gone into the business lately for maybe other reasons. For example, the real estate reality television, how does that impact your business? How, how, how do you think that's impacting the industry? doesn't impact me at doesn't all. doesn't impact you at all. Okay. What about it. the industry in general? Do you think it, there's an impact there? Oh, yeah. Of course it is. I think it's, it's twofold. I'm guessing it's good and bad, right? The good is, is it keeps real estate under everyone's, ooh, they love it. Ooh, you know. It's, yeah, it keeps yeah. Flashy, it under their nose, sexy, right? cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then on the flip side, I think it really takes a step back for us. It doesn't really show how hard we work. Yeah. And they're like, hey, just do it, just do it, just do it. It yeah. makes it look quite easy, yeah, is what yeah, you're saying, yeah, basically. It does. Yeah. So there's always... Hey, James, James, James there he is. in the house. Say hello, James. We What's got up, our, buddy? our buddy James, the founder of... What do you do, uh, jog here? Over here? Say hello. Let's take a shower. Say hello. Uh, hey, everybody. I didn't know I was walking in on this, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> James, James is actually on one of my previous episodes. We did it over Zoom. It was kind of still in the midst of COVID, so. I ran out of battery on my computer. That's right. You ran across to your house and to recharge. That's right. We had two backdrops on that episode. But anyway, that so so yeah, it made the, the the television factor makes it look way easier than the actual. Yeah, and it's. And Do you it, like it or no? No, you don't like it. No, I actually hate it. Just <laughs> okay. that's not my loud voice. Yeah, Melissa, oh, yeah. what do you think? Do you, do you like it or no? What do you think? I find it entertaining, but I don't think it applies to our our area. Yeah. You know, we're small town. It doesn't need to be so sharky. I think creating long-term relationships, and especially when you're competing with deals, you want to work with an agent that you really like, that you find ethical and you think is going to close. And I don't know about that. I don't know if I'd want to work with many of the agents that I've seen on TV. Right, not, just because they have really nice watches, dresses fancy, and have you know nice hair and walks, 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 you know, walks like they're I don't know super successful when they're just you know a couple years in the business, may not necessarily be the best representation of our industry. Yeah. It's what's already. It Everyone seems e- ego centered. Yeah. Where we're client centered. Uh huh. Danielle, what do you think? I agree with that completely. And in New York, it's it's nice to like watch. It's flashy. It's entertaining, but when you watch and you're actually someone who's in the industry, you realize how much is left out 
of the show. Yeah, no, that's How true. much goes into a deal? Yeah. I mean, we have a lady from Miami what? as well. Lady, what, 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 what is going on in here? What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on reality television for real estate? Is it good or is it bad for the industry? I always just verbally make deals and then toast over champagne at brunch because it's done. It's done. It's locked up. Let's go, baby. Celebrate. Spread your money. <laughs> the infamous, you're a real estate dude. You must be crushing it so easy. Yeah. You guys make like six percent. I don't think I've watched. I don't think I've watched a reality TV real estate show in five years. Yeah. Three years. I'm, Three years. I'm in. We, we, I want to do a quick pivot. Lady and I had a really good uh, conversation last week in Miami. Your uh, your client, who was a rabbi, told you that you deserve an exceptional life. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? That was I really uh, felt. I, I felt uh, energized energy after that conversation. Well, it's a it's uh, so it's a concept that's very similar to manifestation and faith, but the idea is that God wants you to have it. Like, you know, the universe wants you to have it. Whatever you want to call God, universe, mother, nature. Rabbi. Rabbi. Like, you deserve good things, and you should do with those good things other good things, right? So, you know, so so manifest good things and, and just go forth. And it's a concept we call bitachon, where you just have to have faith and say, this is going to work out. I'm going to put my best foot forward, and if it's meant to be, it will be. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's how I've got my current house. And... At the moment, I'm trying to sell that current house for a pretty significant profit in six months and buy another house because I want to be on the water. Mm -hmm. And and God wants me to be on the water. God wants you to have an exceptional God wants me to visit you when you get that house. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll revisit that. that. We'll revisit that in six months to see what happens, right? That's it. That that's that's the goal here. I know we're running short on time. I'm jumping jumping out. Sorry to interrupt you. No worries. We'll we'll probably see you a little bit. Let's let's get uh, let's get we'll kind of wrap up soon, but just wanted to ask a few more questions as far as your what you're doing here today. As far as your career, looking back, you know, almost 20 to 20 years of your life since 1996, what do you hope to accomplish at the end? Wow, make a grip. I know. I think uh, just basically, I want to end up financially sound. Sure. Um, you know, we're on our way. You My probably kids. already are. Yeah, yeah, but you know, heavy, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of equity sitting in houses that are really easy to pull and you know, diversification and, you know, SEP and cash and the whole little mix. What I, yeah, my boys are both in college. You just be Cal Poly, they're killing it. All that's tucked away for them. I don't have to worry about paying for it. So, Great. You know, so we have all that and security. And then hopefully I have, a, you know, a business so I can just literally pick and choose. Yeah, you know, a couple clients here, a couple clients there, and then I, you know, I rental properties, so I, I like doing that, and I actually want to, you know, get back into flipping a few houses and having some fun there. That's great. That's yeah. great. Give us, you know, last question here. What What's your maybe most? Of, you can ask, answer this after this too. Can you give some of maybe our listeners? And I have had actually a, a lot of newer agents come up to me and say, "Hey, I've been listening to your podcast. They're great." If you, if they, if let's just say, I was one or two years in and just kind of struggling to you know stay afloat maybe make deals grow my business what's an advice that you could give to someone like that you know what just stay mentally sound emotionally sound you know you can't push what is it a square peg through a round hole you know and there's a certain time when you know you uh, you you gotta just take a step back from the grind and go enjoy yourself a little bit and that's because you, it's so guilt-ridden in this business. You know, they think if you're not sitting, grinding, or making cold calls, or door knocking, neither of which I've ever done, that something bad's going to happen. 
But on the flip side, just going out and enjoying yourself. Exercise huge. Going and doing what you love, you will meet and resonate people, clients. And just, it doesn't come overnight. This is something, if... If it was if it was a business that we can come in like you see these movie TV shows one or two years and they're just crushing it, or because their parents are loaded or whatever it is, right? Yeah. Then it wouldn't be a business that, with such a foundation. You mm-hmm. know, this business has been feeding families millions and millions for years all across the world, and so if you look at it that way, it's not a flash in the pan. So. That being said, you have to, you really have to realize that this is a long-term goal. Sure. And GCI, goal setting, and whatever, whatever, just whatever. Just and don't look at what everyone else makes because they're never gonna give you any. Just do what you do, find your niche, and when you're a little slow or you're very frustrated, you go and you go, you go do something on your own. Sure. Get out of it. You okay. Know, and play. Okay. Chances are you're gonna meet someone. Right. Uh, what what is one of your favorite tactics to get clients? You just sit down, go to a bar, say hi to the guy next to you. Well, let's say restaurant. Okay? Restaurant. Yeah, okay, let's go <laughs> bar and a restaurant. Not yeah. yeah, no lunch and yeah, it's a lot. That's that's a big thing for me. I just go and sit instead of, you know, sitting and grabbing a little lunch and at the office. No, I get out and about. You yeah. know, I yeah. knock down a couple iced teas and a good plate of fish, whatever it is, and meet whoever it is. Maybe there's a couple beers involved. Who knows. In the afternoon. Maybe not. Maybe yeah, so. Maybe so. But uh, no, I will guarantee you the right and the left of me, whoever's the right and left is going to know me. Sure. And that's another thing for new agents because they get to practice their spiel. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah, that's really good. Melissa, do you have anything to add here? <clears throat> I think what really worked is for me was when I started, I found a mentor. Yeah. And actually, I had a few really successful agents I was able to work with. I found out what I liked and what I didn't like. Uh-huh. So I think that's important to be really authentic. Find out what works for you. If cold calling's not working for you, if... Fizbo's yeah, aren't working for yeah, you. Yeah, whatever you want to do. You know, for me, it was using my uh, my background of being a local and my friend network and just getting out and seeing as many people as I could. Sure. And then being humble. You know, um, my mom always gave me the great quote, fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. which I think is important to... You know, believe in yourself, but also do ask others what they're doing. Do consult with your colleagues because you're really dealing with a lot of money and big decisions. Sure. So it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to not know everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, find good people in the industry, whether they're the appraiser, you know, the escrow officer, and our other colleagues and just go to lunch with them and chat and just see what's going on. Pick their brain. That's a good yeah. One. Yeah, that's a so, good one. Yeah. Um, I, you know, You'd be surprised say, how many people say yes. Yeah, collaborate without ego, right? That's mm-hmm. our compass yep. motto. Yep. Um, and you can do that with other agents in different companies. It's okay to, you know, work with them and, and support each other. So. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. That's definitely true. Nick, I know, and we're busy and we have a whole lot of other things to attend to. So do you have anything else that you want to add to wrap up the... Nick's Benson Show. Uh, right now, in the spur of the moment, we just had legendary Hamptons. Yeah. Petrie. Yeah. We got a little uh, a little rabbi lesson. Lady from Meyer. Lady, from Lady Meyer. Miami, crushing it. Yeah. Talk, you know? Yeah. Two Ks, legendary New York. <laughs> this guy, this gal, Santa Barbara, in one little swoop, we... We can handle a lot of big places, man. And I think uh, That's right. it only grows from there. That's right. No, I remember totally... 
We have become friends and family. That's right. Of the years. That's and right. And it's only growing. I think that's a good way to end the show. Uh, guys, thank you for listening. Please follow Svensson Birch Group on Instagram. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Svensson, S-V-E-N-S-S-O-N-B-I-R-C-H Group at Svensson Birch Group. And also, you also have Nick Svensson, which you can follow on Instagram at Nick underscore Svensson. S-V-E-N-S-S-O-N. Two S's after O. My dad's name was Sven and I was his son. I am Sven's Sven's son. son. Thank no you joke. all. Thank you all for listening. I love it. <laughs>